0: Welcome to That's Good Sports. I am Brandon. John Elway's draft philosophy was to impress the hell out of Drew Perna. The Broncos got exactly the guy they wanted. At 15, an Alabama standout wide receiver, Jerry Judy. Rarely does that happen, and every single Broncos fan out there should be thrilled we were able to draft who many consider the best receiver in the draft without giving up a single piece of draft capital. Then they grabbed K.J. Hamler. Michael O.J. Moodya, Lloyd Cushenberry, McTelvin Aguim, Albert O, as we will say, Justin Strand, Natane Moody. And then at the end of the draft selected, Tyree Cleveland and Derek Tezuka, the bazooka. Unless you say it, Tezuka. So today I wanna break down the Broncos draft because I am lit, stoked, tight, dripped, aroused, and nipped about this draft. I mean, Jerry Judy was drafted the day before his birthday, and Albert O. was drafted on his birthday by the Broncos. A true sign both of those guys were born. That's good sports. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good. The most impressive part of the draft for the Broncos was that John Elway had the only mobile war room in the league. Johnny, John, John! Woo! Woo! <laughs> Psych, that's just Scooter Elway again. Now, I was surprised the Broncos were able to draft Jerry Judy at 15, not because he fell, but because Broncos head coach Vic Fangio must have thought the draft cameras were hidden in his ceiling fans. What are you looking at, Fangio? I think he's saying a prayer to God, apologizing to all of the corners Jerry Judy is going to murder when Horsecock Lock starts slinging in the ball. Now, one thing I will preach until the day I die is that instant draft grades are the dumbest thing you can consume as a sports fan. They are meaningless. Ignore them. CBS Sports gave Denver a B for drafting Jerry Judy at 15. Denver took the best receiver in the draft at 15 without trading any picks and addressed their biggest position of need. That's an A+, CBS, or according to my draft grade, 18%. Because this draft for the Broncos was steep with talent. Now, with Jerry Judy, the Broncos are getting the best route runner in the draft. The best way I can describe Judy is to borrow from Mel Kuyper's description, who said, Jerry Judy plays as smooth as butter on ice inside a can of Crisco being used with a mix of KY jelly to score with ease inside the slippery slope of the American vagina. Mel Kuyper's kind of losing it without Todd McShay. Todd McShay butter. Judy is a stud, though, which is why he's a great fit for the Broncos. He had 24 touchdown receptions his sophomore and junior seasons combined with 2,478 yards over those two seasons. He didn't play much as a freshman, which means he doesn't have as much wear and tear as a normal Alabama player, and he entered the draft as a junior. He averaged 19.3 yards per reception as a junior, which is pretty incredible, and my guess is he becomes Drew Locke's favorite target on Thursday down hey broncos country this is jared judy and i'm excited to be a part of denver and i'm ready to bring home a super bowl the broncos can play judy in the slot or they can play him on the outside he's versatile enough to do both Cortland sutton is the guy that's going to make the contested catches and judy is the guy that's going to consistently get separation and i wouldn't be surprised if by year two he's out producing even Cortland sutton He's that good. Like a T.Y. Hilton type for the Broncos. Most importantly, though, when we pair Jerry Judy with Cortland Sutton, we can say, the court is in session with Judge Judy. Or per Fat Boy Burt on our live stream, the Supreme Court with Judge Judy. Having a whiskey hangover yesterday in time to marinate on this very important decision I believe I will actually go with the United States Courtland of Appeals for the 11th Circuit of Offense presided over by Judge Judy, whose appellate jurisdiction covers every stadium on earth. If you disagree with that nickname, you obviously do not understand the judicial branch of the government and should go back to school until you become less of a fucking idiot. I stand by that nickname. Jerry Judy is also my favorite hero from Twitter. He has so many good tweets from 2013 when he was just 14, and his thread of Big Bird tweets is the greatest Twitter thread you will ever read about children's television programming. To do it justice, I have hired John Ham to read Jerry Judy's tweets. My entire 2020 budget is going to John Ham, so enjoy. What if you see Big Bird fucking Elmo? What if you see Big Bird getting beat up by Cookie Monster for Smashing Elmo? What if you see Big Bird walk up to you and ask, where's Sesame Street at? What if you see Big Bird and Barney slapboxing? What if you see Big Bird robbing an old lady? What if Big Bird did a drive-by? What if you see Big Bird walk up to you, ask for $5 so he could buy a bag? $5 for a bag? Dang. Weed was cheap in 2013. We also now know the very first day Jerry Judy smoked weed. In the second round, Elway surprised us by selecting another wide receiver in K.J. Hamler out of Penn State. A burner to add to the receiving core. Now this is the fast piece the Broncos offense was missing at the receiver position. Hamler can also return punts and kicks and run 100 yards in less than 11 seconds. This pick... We'll leave either Deontay Spencer or Deshaun Hamilton on the outside looking in uh, when the Broncos whittle down their roster if the season happens. The wide receiver room is now crowded. Hamler averaged 23.5 yards per kick return and had 1,658 receiving yards and 13 receiving touchdowns uh, in college. I have mixed feelings about the pick, not because I don't believe in Hamler. I do. At 5'8", I am in his tiny corner. But I thought we started to see Deshaun Hamilton turn a normal-sized corner with Drew Locke. Two-thirds of Hamilton's catches came from Locke at the end of last season, and I really like Deontay Spencer. He was the first man who didn't force me to clench my sphincter in fear every time a punt was spinning through the air in quite some time. But I see what Elway is doing. It is so obvious even Mark Davis could figure it out. John Elway drafted K.J. Hamler to replace Deshaun ham Alton. When the pork gets fat, the pigs get slaughtered, as Mark Cuban once said. Or was it once the meat is cooked, the pork gets pulled? Not sure, but Hamler's parents are the best the Broncos have ever drafted. Miss Kitty coming live from your trap with a new beat for your birthday rap. with a two-piece or maybe a slap. Not a hitch and go, they ain't ready for that. No need to show them all your new tricks. Just show them why they call you the human joystick. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Guess what we not gonna do, though? We not gonna keep doing this every year, boo, because I don't get paid for this. I'm your mother, I'm not a rapper. But I was sweet, though, what not Yeah. Yes, yes, Hamler's mom got Bars. All my mom ever did was call for rides home from the bars. My only concern is Isaiah McKenzie was also called the human joystick. But his mom did not lay down a birthday wrap, so I like Hamler's chances much better than McKenzie's. Drew Locke, loved that the Broncos drafted two receivers first. Jerry Judy was excited about the Hamler pick, and now we move on to pick three. Three third-round selections for the Broncos— All Hall of Famers, who will be known as the big three from the third in 20 years, of course. With pick 77, Denver selects Iowa cornerback Michael O.J. Mudia. I'd be lying if I said I knew who this person was, but having seen his highlight reel, I like his game. A physical corner that fits in with the tradition of good tacklers at corner for Denver. Also, love the emotion he showed when he was drafted by the Broncos. Michael? Yes, sir! (laughs) Why like? <laughs> According to Lance Zerline from NFL.com, OJ Mudia did not like playing corner in high school because he did not get hit enough. That, that is the perfect amount of tenacity and voluntary brain damage you need out of a physical corner. Similarly, that's why I didn't like playing in marching band in high school. Just replace not getting hit enough with not getting laid enough. I was hit plenty as fourth flautist. Mainly by first flautist. Bitch. Now you have to be careful because God knows the last time we got OJ Moody, two people were killed. With the 83rd pick, Denver added center Lloyd Cushionberry III from LSU. Biggest revelation about this pick is that there are three, count them, three Lloyd Cushionberries, at least. There may be others we haven't made contact yet. Denver got tremendous value here. CBS Sports had him ranked as the 47th best prospect in the draft. Matt Miller had him as his second best interior offensive lineman, and I had him top 10 overall for best named players. More cushion for the berries, so let me elaborate. A berry is when you have some poo stuck in the hair of your butt. A cushion berry is when you sit down on it. An elderberry is when you let it age like a fine wine and then serve it at the funeral of your enemy. Older the berry, sweeter the juice, as they say. All I can really (laughs) say, because I'm no offensive line evaluator, is that whenever I saw Joe Burrow highlights, he never had to avoid a pass rush from the middle. Ever. Go back, check the tape. Pro Football Focus said he's not going to lose in a phone booth. So, I can't argue with that analysis either. This likely means that Graham Glasgow will kick over to right guard, which is where he said he feels most comfortable playing. With that in mind, the offensive line looks like it will be Bowles, Reisner, Cushenberry, Glasgow, James. A good group and an upgrade on the unit that gave up just five sacks in the five games that Drew Locke started. At pick 95 with their third third rounder, Denver drafted McTelvin Ageem. academic all-american the chiefs take willie gay a guy who was suspended for cheating on a test and the broncos go out and take an academic all-american this just goes to show the difference between those two teams my friend tj carpenter who is the only person i know that watches arkansas football said he's really athletic smaller fast raw super raw so just like me But also, TJ likes him at defensive end and not tackle. Pro Football Focus didn't mention a phone booth with a game, but has McTelvin as their sleeper defensive lineman. And I think once molded a bit by Vic Fangio, we will get a great piece on the Denver defensive line in a year or so. His greatest strength, though. If he ever gets more than one sack in a game, we yell, oh, we yell, McTelvin again! McTelvin again! Now, with pick 118, the Broncos added Albert Okuwe Boonham. That's Albert Okuwe Boonham. He goes by Albert O for obvious reasons. I shall nickname him. Appropriately, Prince Albert because of his future big dick play potential and because he will pierce the cocks of anyone who tries to cover him. Second fastest 40 time at 4.49 since 2003 for guys at least 6 foot 5 and 250 pounds. His greatest strength is convincing defensive backs to not even cover him. Drew Locke played with him in 2018 at Mizzou, and Prince Albert had 43 receptions, 466 receiving yards, and 6 tutties. His most impressive stat, though, is that he was never tackled in high school not once according to himself via Andrew Kaufman, confirmed by Tyler, who played against him in high school. Thank you, Twitter. Now, the only knock on this pick is the Broncos have a lot of tight ends on the roster. In the fifth round, the Broncos drafted Wake Forest edge rusher Justin Stranad and then took guard from Fresno State Natain Moody. The crazy part is I did not make the names up of any of those last three picks. Stranad looks like he needs to borrow a bow from Okuwe Boonham to complete his last name, and Natane Mudie's last name is fitting because he may quietly become a starting guard for the Broncos. Edge rusher Justin Stranad, aka Straight Nads, will have to impress in preseason as Denver has some death depth on the edge already with Chubb coming back, Malik Reed, Justin Hollins and Jeremiah Atauchi returning but do keep an eye on Natane Moody not only might he end up being a starting guard for the Broncos but his greatest strength is freaking strength 44 reps on the bench at the combine tied for 4th most ever when a guy looks like he's bench pressing air when it is in fact 250 pounds I can get behind that draft pick Then finally, the Broncos selected Hail Mary God and speedy wide receiver Tyree Cleveland out of Florida. Don't get confused. His last name is Cleveland, but that would make the third receiver the Broncos added in this draft, which is going to be some pretty intense wide receiver competition in training camp. And with their final pick, they take Derek Tuska out of one of the, is it North? North Dakota. Yeah. Looks like a natural replacement for Derek Wolfe and probably will go down as the greatest second-last pick in NFL draft history. Thanks for watching another episode of That's Good Sports. Please subscribe here on YouTube. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, at Brandon Perna. been doing lots of draft videos, so make sure you check out the rest of those on this channel right now. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football, that's good.